Hi everyone, thank you for tuning in today to my ministry, song, scripture, and my thoughts. Today is September 5th, 2023. Today's song recommendation is This Is Our God by Phil Wickham. Today's scripture will be found in the book of Genesis. We are continuing reading one chapter at a time. And we are on chapter 14. This chapter is titled War of the Kings. It's a very interesting chapter, but has a lot of biblical names and cities that are hard to pronounce, and I will do my very best to pronounce them correctly, but please forgive me ahead of time if I've pronounced perhaps all of them wrong. <laughs> Who knows? I am just going to read the chapter. I thank you for tuning in. Some of these chapters can seem somewhat boring, but to me, they're not. We have to remember that the Holy Bible is God's story, and it's a privilege for us to learn about what happened in the Bible because we're learning about God and his story and what happened from the beginning so Genesis 14 all the chapters are important I hope that you stick with me to the very end of the chapter and I always say try to place yourself there so you can be a part of God's story so it doesn't become boring, but that God opens up your ears to hear something new, opens up your eyes to see something new, because people, there is nothing new under the sun. Proverbs teaches us that. There's still war going on to this very day. There's still war between, between evil and corrupt people. The, the fight goes on between God's children and Satan's children. So, you want to go ahead and grab your Bibles. We will begin reading. And it came about in the days of Amraphel, king of Shinar, Arioch, king of Elisar, Kedurlimir, king of Elam, Tidal, king of Goyim, that they made war with Bera, king of Sodom, and with Beersha, king of Gomorrah. Shenab, king of Adma, and Shem-Eber, king of Zoibium, and the king of Bela, that is Zoar. All these came as allies to the valley of Siddim, that is the Salt Sea. Twelve years they had served Caterlemir, but the thirteenth year they rebelled. In the fourteenth year, Caterlemir and the kings that were with him came and defeated the Raphium in Ashtaroth Kernaim. And the Zuim in Ham 
and the Emin in Sheva Kirithaim, and the Horites in their Mount Seir, as far as Al Paran, which is by the wilderness. Then they turned back and came to and Mishvat, that is Kadesh, and conquered all the country of the Amalekites and also the Amorites who lived in Hezazon Tamar. And the king of Sodom and the king of Gomorrah and the king of Adma and the king of Zoibim and the king of Bela, that is Zoar, came out and they arrayed for battle against them in the valley of Sinem against Kedorlimir, king of Elam, and Tidal, king of Goyim, and Amraphel, king of Shinar, and Arioch, king of Alisar, four kings against five. Now the valley of Sinem was full of tar pits, and the kings of Sodom and Gomorrah fled and they fell into them. But those who survived fled to the hill country. Then they took all the goods of Sodom and Gomorrah and all their food supply and departed. They also took Lot, Abram's nephew, and his possessions and departed, for he was living in Sodom. Then a fugitive came and told Abram, the Hebrew, now he was living by the oaks of Mamre, the Amorite, brother of Eshcol, and brother of Ener. And these were allies with Abram. When Abram heard that his relative had been taken captive, he let out his trained men, born in his house, 318, and went in pursuit as far as Dan. He divided his forces against them by night, he and his servants, and defeated them, and pursued them as far as Haba, which is north of Damascus. He brought back all the goods, and also brought back his relative Lot, with his possessions, and also the women and the people. I'm going to pause right there. There's a lot going on here. With these war of the kings. In the beginning, it talks about Amraphel, king of Shinar, and we see the city of Shinar in the Tower of Babel. So these are bad people. These are, this is the same people. I was going to say the same lot, but I don't want to confuse you that are now learning about Lot the nephew. This is the same group of bad people that were trying to build the Tower of Babel to reach to the heavens to, they wanted to be God. They wanted to outwit God. These are the same people, Amraphel, king of Shinar, and uh, the rest of these kings. They start this battle against, they made war with Bera, king of Sodom, and with Beersha, king of Gomorrah. And this is the first time we hear of Sodom and Gomorrah. And we know later on God destroys these cities and their surrounding cities. And so there is just this big fight. And I, I believe I said in the beginning, there's nothing new under the sun. There's always been 
the evil people. And in this case, up to this point, it's the evil people killing off the evil people. It's evil against evil. They're all evil, evil and they all have this hunger for power. And in uh, verse, let's see, verse 5, it says in the 14th year, Caterlemiar and the kings that were with him came and defeated the Raphim. The Raphim, I believe I did a podcast on them. They are in relation to the men are refined. I believe that was one of the descriptions in the beginning of Genesis before the flood when the when the fallen angels mated, the Nephilim mated with the beautiful women of the earth. And then we had the Nephilim and then God floods the earth. Well, somewhere in perhaps one of the daughters-in-law, this is just, I'm guessing here, the Nephilim are back. The, the, the Rephim is part of the Nephilim from, from that seed. So they're giants. And Caterlemiar and whoever's with him defeats the giants. And it goes on to say later on that the kings of Sodom and Gomorrah, they fall into a pit, a tar a pit of tar. I I was listening to another pastor and because of the flood and you know they're probably right. I I haven't really st studied too much about the flood and the consequences of it, but because of the floods there were a bunch of pits full of tar. And so these kings of Sodom and Gomorrah, they, they, they're all fleeing, but those two kings fall into the pits full of tar. And it doesn't say they died, but I don't think they lived because then it says, but those who survived fled to, uh, they, they fled and they got away. But to their demise, because Lot, Abram's, Abram, later on renamed Abraham, his nephew Lot is living in Sodom. I don't know why he chose to go live in such a corrupt place, but he did. And he was one of the ones that was abducted and his possessions and his goods, his wife, his people were also taken. So then Abram comes on the scene because a fugitive, he comes and shares this with Abram, the Hebrew, and that's important as well. It's God does not say here that Abraham is a Jew. He says Abram the Hebrew. And Abram's living in the Oaks of Mamre, the Amorite, and he gets with the, these other two brothers, Mamre, Eshkol and Ener, and also these these guys are allies of Abram. <clears throat> and um, then Abraham in in his house he he has uh, trained his men, hundred and eighteen 
These include his um, his servants and his uh, he says, uh, when Abram heard that his relative had been taken captive, he let out his trained men born in his house, 318, and went in pursuit as far as Dan. And he divides his army at night. He, he's got, God is with Abram. God has got a plan here. And he divides his forces against them by night. He and his servants and defeats all these bad people. He, he, God is with him and God has won this battle and, and, and Abraham, Abram is able to bring back all the goods. And also he brings back his relative Lot with his possessions and also the women and the people that Lot had with him. Later on, we're going to, we know that Lot goes back. So I believe he goes back with this evil kings of Sodom and, uh, goes back well i don't believe uh, it's not like i'm guessing he does go back to um, sodom but i don't know if he goes back at this very moment but <clears throat> let's continue reading god's promise to abram then after his return from the defeat of caterlemir and the kings who were with him the king of sodom went out to meet him at the valley of sheva that is the king's valley. I'm going to pause right there because here the king of king of Sodom reappears. He had fallen into the the pit that full of tar, and now there's another king here, king of Sodom. I don't believe it's the same king because I think that king died, but there was a successor, another evil successor, who's now on the scene here. I mean, as soon as that king of Sodom fell in the pit, somebody else took his spot, probably his <clears throat> his relative. So they're meeting here in the valley of Sheva, and I might might have pronounced that incorrectly, uh, in the king's valley. And now uh, Melchizedek, king of Salem, is on the scene. And he is the high priest of God. He has no lineage. He has no genealogy. He is, uh, many believe he is the, he is Jesus, pre-incarnation. And we, we know from, from history that he is the high, the highest priest of God Almighty. He comes on the scene in 18 and Melchizedek king of Salem brought out bread and wine who else introduces bread and wine in the New Testament Jesus Christ the bread and the wine so King Melchizedek of Salem he brings out the the bread and the wine and now he was a priest of God Most High he blessed him and said, Blessed be Abram of God Most High, possessor of heaven and earth, and blessed be God, God Most High, who has delivered your enemies into your hand. I want to pause right there because this, this priest of God Most High, the king of Salem, Melchizedek, who by reading this, 
I have to believe that he is Jesus Christ before coming down from heaven. He has no I want to I want to state right here Jesus Christ is eternal. He is from the beginning. He is the creator of all things. He is he was he is to come. Jesus Christ isn't just somebody that was born and died 2000 plus years ago. He is eternal. So he's constantly showing up on the scene as he did in the the garden of Eden, as he stood beside Abraham, as uh, he says before Abraham, I am. Jesus is meeting here with Abraham in King Melchizedek, the high priest of God. And he blesses Abram of God Most High. He doesn't bless a nation or an ethnic group or a king and his men. He blesses Abram and Abram alone. I want you to place your name there. If you are a believer of Jesus Christ and you believe in him in faith, faith is be believing what we have not seen. We believe in Jesus Christ, the Son of God. We have faith in him. We have trust in him. If you are one of his people, place your name here. Blessed be, put your name there, of God Most High. He's directly putting his blessing on one person, Abram. I think that is that's the most beautiful verse in this chapter to me because I can say God has blessed me of God most high. I am blessed of God most high, the possessor of heaven and earth. I just had to stop there. And then Abram in verse 20 at the ending of that verse, he says he gave him a tenth of all. Abram tied 10% of what he had to this beautiful priest, Melchizedek, the king of Salem, who comes out with the bread and the wine. Oh, to have been there. Right? We have to place ourselves as though we were here because remember, this is God's story. This is God's story. Verse 21, the king of Sodom said to Abram, give the people to me and take the goods for yourself. Pause now right here. It says, give the people to me. This is where I believe Lot said, okay, I'm going with them. <laughs> I'm going with this evil king. Oh, Lot. Abram said to the king of Sodom, I have sworn to the Lord, God most high, possessor of heaven and earth, that I will not take a thread or a sandal thong or anything that is yours, for fear you would say, I have made Abram rich. I will take nothing except what the young men have eaten and the share of the men who went with me. And these men's names again are uh, Ener and Eshkol and uh, Mamre. Let them take their share. Pause. I just find that chapter to be very interesting because it gives us an insight uh, to what 
what took place in the first war of the kings and how it starts out that the king of Shinar, the days of Amraphel, king of Shinar. Shinar is the city, the Tower of Babel. Corrupt, corrupt, corrupt people. And we know the kings of Sodom and Gomorrah are so evil and corrupt that every man there tried to rape the angels that went in, the, in the, with Lot. And we'll get into that story later on. So Abram gives Sodom the people. And I wonder if he had a very lengthy conversation with Lot, his nephew, for him to stay. But at the same time, they parted ways, Abram and Lot, they parted ways because they had too much wealth and people with them. So there wasn't enough room for Lot to stay with Abram. But you would think that he would have gone somewhere else because he sees the evil. He knows of the evil, but this is the story. So I believe Lot leaves with the king of Sodom, the new appointed king of Sodom. But Abram says, I am not going to give you any credit. I'm not going to take anything from you because God is the one that was with me and saved me and Lot and helped me win the war. All the credit, all the glory goes to our God, the possessor of heaven and earth. All the glory. He says, I'm not giving you, you take it all. I am just taking what my men have eaten and their share. I don't want anything of yours. Nothing, nothing that you have I want. All the glory goes to God. Nothing that you, you can't say down the road, so it's recorded in history that you made Abram rich. No, God made Abram rich. I just love Abram. You know, the seed of the promise, the promise is Jesus Christ, the Messiah, stems from Abraham, the, right, the, the, the seed of the promise. He believed in the promised Messiah, and he looked forward to that day. That's why we are the seed that comes from Abraham, and it's a spiritual seed. It's not an actual semen seed that we come from. It is the, the true followers of Jesus Christ are the descendants of Abraham through the seed of the promise, Jesus Christ, the Messiah. Anyway, I love this story. We're going to continue. I don't know when I'll read chapter 15. I don't know if I'll deliver another, read another psalm next time or, or what I'll do. Whatever word God puts on my heart, I will give. And I apologize. I haven't been coming on as much as I, I'd like to. My, my uh, Again, I can't control the outside noise. I, I try to deliver a message, this very message, from, out, from my outside space. But uh, I don't want to lose people that are listening. I want to gain people. I want, because all the glory to God. I want people to know his story, and I know many people out there are, are talking about God. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. All the glory to God. But when somebody happens to come and listen to my podcast, I don't want them to not come back because of noise. <laughs> 
birds and dogs and cars going by and all that. But this message has to go forth. The message of God, the story of God. I want to, I just stepped uh, onto the floor and the floor is creaking, but that's okay. <laughs> I really do appreciate that people stop in and listen. All the glory to God. I've got, I, I've, I've been able, just to go into my thoughts a little bit, I've been able to uh, have visits with my new great-grandson. He's just so adorable. I asked for prayers. I'm, I'm not, he had what seemed like a lump on the back of his head. I, it might have just been from, you know, how babies um, headbutt people. It could be that he just hurt his head there. I, I haven't gotten an update, but... If you're prayer warriors out there, pray that that's nothing. He is teething. I, I pray that he, he, those teeth just come out. I've got, I have had a chance to spend time with him and his mama, my granddaughter, and my daughter, and my, my mom. Oh, beautiful, beautiful lady. I, and just to, to share something else, you know, spirits, evil spirits still still try to get on people no matter how or be around people no matter how much we know and love the Lord. When I was there this week, she said, you know, I had a visit in the middle of the night. I woke up and there was a lady standing right, she, she stood right where the lady was, and this lady said a simple hello. I mean, ooh, freak out. I said, oh no, mom, we've got to, we've got to cast that spirit out. And so I had the Holy Spirit anoint and I separated some olive oil and I had the Holy Spirit bless and anoint that oil. And I went from every corner of her house and cast that evil spirit out. And she was so thankful. She was so thankful. You know, and she was wondering, well, could that have been a good spirit? And I said, no, I just don't think they're going to disappear. <laughs> I think that, that 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 spirit needs to be cast out. This happened to her several years ago. When she said she saw Jesus standing in the same place, just watching her, and I, I did a blessing and um, had the Holy Spirit uh, anoint her house from corner to corner again and cast that out. Because we know when we're going to see Jesus Christ again, it's going to be when he comes on the clouds. He's not going to appear to people in their homes. So yes, I needed to cast evil out then. And sometimes people can come in to your home with spirits. So anyway, my time's run out. Much love to all. All the glory to God. I'll try to come on later to give another message, hopefully tomorrow. Thanks for tuning in. Bye.